0: over in three. Oh wait no five four
1: hello everyone and welcome to the 10th episode of so did you like it this is the fourth week of march revolta madness we are finally ending this and we have watched the Fanatic. I am here, Sir Squaring, with Kaz as always. The Fanatic stars John Travolta, written and directed by Fred Durst, a man who is really looking for an autographed. and... Kaz? Yes? That's as much energy as you're going to get from me for the rest of this podcast. What the fuck did we watch this week?
0: The Fanatic, starring John Travolta, directed by Fred Durst. Why? We wanted to see the worst Travolta had to offer. I have never been so upset.
1: Watching a movie. I could not believe we spent an hour and a half watching a movie written and directed by Limp Biscuit. I I don't Yay! know what you want from me anymore, Kaz, because oh. I, I didn't know this movie existed until you brought it up.
0: What do you want? <laughs> I heard about it. I heard about it, and all i uh, the premise that you set up was pretty much all I heard about it. Oh, yeah, and that uh, John Travolta would be playing an autistic person who was a friend of this person, which I feel is something that could have been far removed. Like, knowing, like, fan bases and stuff like that, this doesn't even have to center around an autistic person. There are people who are way too personal and don't pick up on social cues without that, which... By the way, autism being a spectrum, we just kind of... They just say he has autism. Grabbed.
1: They don't specify yeah.
0: anything. I even asked you during the movie, I said, because uh, as we were watching, and I was like, it seems like he's grabbing a little bit of like behaviors here, mannerisms there, a bit of like social... like um, I don't know, um, a bit of... Not really social anxiety, but social... Uh, a lack of social cues here and there. And I was like, I think... Under the spectrum of autism, you have... I, I asked, I said, does the does the movie synopsis say what type he has? Uh, and they don't specify. And
1: what was crazy is when you asked that question, I could not believe you had at least a thought that they would maybe provide that. Like, you had faith, that much faith in
0: this movie, at least. It's a curious mind? <laughs> <laughs> I, um... Not only that, I decided to look at some interviews for, one, two purposes. I wanted to see if anyone addressed that, if any, either people interviewing him or Q&As where someone had asked him, like, what was the inspiration or how did he, you know, get into character, stuff like that, to see, like, okay, is there something he was pulling from? And then secondly, I wanted to see, was this movie, like, supposed to be like this? Was this an earnest attempt at telling a compelling story, or were these people just, like... Shitting over themselves, going like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be great, bro, great." He's gonna be like, a, "He's gonna be stalking the guy," and yeah, I was like, "Is this is this people pointing and laughing and being an asshole, or was this supposed to be earnestly done?" From what I see from interviews, it's it's supposed to be earnestly done, is what I got from the. Movie. So what I've seen from interviews. It is a misguided attempt, a very uninformed misguided attempt at trying to be earnestly done uh-huh. like literally, if you have heard uh, i have heard uh people ask him like well where's where's the inspiration come from for like this whole story and like Limp, I'm going to call him Limp Biscuit. I don't Limp blame you. Limp Biscuit. I don't blame you. Mr. Limp. He. um Sorry, Mr. Biscuit, I guess is how that works. Mr. Biscuit was like... Bizkit. Come on, get it right. I've been spelling it like the fucking food item this whole time because I couldn't be bothered to Google it. Anyways, it's fine. Um well, he, They asked him, like, where the inspiration for the story come from? And he literally said, like, he had, like gone to this diner for like a long time and then he found out later uh after like one of the people working there had asked him for an autograph and after that some staff member told him like oh yeah that guy like collects like oh he loves collecting autographs he's just a big collector of like celebrity autographs and shit and so when he found out who mr biscuit was he asked for his autograph gave it to him and then uh and then yeah after he heard that story he his only thought process is What if that, but horror. (laughs) That is literally all it sounds like.
1: What if I took this
0: and make the thriller? Now, that was all that that was from the sounds. All right. I only listened to a few uh, interviews. I couldn't stand listening to these people talk for that long. Uh, I don't blame you. But after that, he had, uh, I don't. Remember how they said because it was kind of like losing my my brain was falling out of my ears. Um, but suppose somehow the script had made its way to John Travolta and he loved it. Uh, he loved the idea of this script and he wanted to be a part of it. Um, at least that's what you say when you're sitting next to the director. Uh, and as he was going through the idea of this character, we
1: saw Battlefield Earth. As he was, was
0: yeah, he hadn't done a fucking good movie since then. As if that was yeah. any good. But anyways, it's got some Razzie nominations. I don't know if it won anything. Um, as he's reading through it, apparently it was John Travolta's idea going through the script with some people um, thinking like, oh, well, this to make this character work and feasible, he decided this character should be on the spectrum. And that's all he ever addressed. He doesn't say he pulled from anything specifically. He just said, this character should be Wait, on the spectrum. What?! And that's where they got the idea that this should be this way. You are kidding me. And they workshopped it. No, no, no,
1: no, no. You, you mean Fred Durst just wrote a character that was just like someone who was just hyper fixated and it was John Travolta? John Travolta was the one that looked at this and was just like, needs to be on the spectrum. That's what it sounds like. With no information,
0: with nothing, like didn't do any background research or anything? That's what it sounds like from any from the interviews, the two interviews that I bothered to watch. I feel my heart breaking a little bit.
1: <laughs>
0: this movie has taken so much from me, and we haven't even talked about the plot. I'm sorry to taint your your um, vision of your, your hero, John Travolta. Dude, this whole week has just been
1: Superman next week, Superman next week, Superman next week. <laughs> But, okay, let's, 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 let's unfortunately talk about this for a little bit. So, I really like talking about the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah, why is that? Because it starts off with first a really kind of, it's supposed to be like a little bit of like a madness drawing depiction of the start of the movie. And then we are introduced to the setting by a character named Leah, who talks about Hollywood, the city of bullshitters, and how yeah, you. She has can kind eat of it. like a film noir kind of voiceover, doesn't she? Where it's yes. supposed to be like, oh, okay. You this, would think this is this like is a serious drama. Yeah, you would think this was either going to be like a story about someone who goes from the top to bottom, or like a noir, like private investigator story. And she's talking about how like you'll see people make their dreams or get crushed. But Moose, our main character, and they zoom in on him, is unbreakable. So then he walks into a, uh, like, film antique shop. The, ca- mm. the, the shopkeeper calls out to him. And Moose's first line is... Oh, hey, Chocolate can't, Moose. Uh, <laughs> Moose's first line is, can't talk long, I gotta poo. Hey, Aaron. Chocolate Moose. I
0: can't
1: talk too long. I
0: got a poo. That is. That's a complete 180 tonal shift that we have.
1: That is what. That is what introduces you to the beginning of this whole story.
0: So confused by the polar opposites of this movie because you have that narration which sets us up for something serious. We're like, this can't be. Like, what? What are we? What are we even signing up for? And then they deliver that line, and I. I feel like it's supposed to be a joke, but they didn't set us up for humor to start right away. And then me, I think our reaction wasn't laughing. We were just like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. It wasn't funny. It was what? Oh, by the way, remember how you pointed
1: out how like, why does he have to have like a bowl cut like that? Mm -hmm. I started thinking about that is like, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be insinuating that he doesn't go get a haircut. Either he or Leia cuts his hair himself or themselves and like they just use the bowl, you
0: know, because, yeah, life is expensive in Hollywood. Yeah. When it turns out Fred Durst just asked John Travolta, what do we think about putting a mullet on you? So they tried (laughs) a bunch of mullet wigs and then eventually I think they cut it down to where his they cut around his ears and gave him the like bangs and shit. And uh, I guess it made Fred Durst laugh so much that he decided that's what we're going with. I chuckled
1: for a little bit and now I feel bad for that. Cause it made me think about this movie more. <laughs> oh gosh. It's the only time we'll see John Fulton and Mullet, I guess. That's true. Well, wait, no. Well we can find something. We- I'm sure we can find something. Anyway, I I really don't want to do a scene by scene of this movie. <laughs> it's
0: not what I want right That's now. That's fine. So the way it ends, we have our <laughs> we our main antagonist. <laughs>
1: And so, like, just the scene, every, the dialogue just gets worse and worse as we go through this movie. Because, like, it's all about, like, Hunter, or Moose really just wants an autograph from his favorite actor of all time, Hunter Dunbar. A total, like, from what we can gather, like, B-movie actor. Like, never really had, like, a big, big break, but still, like, is known enough to have a nice house, you know?
0: And what's his what's his main role that uh, that our, our boy Moose is like into? It's like vampire space something. vampires, space vampires. He has a he, where he gets where he, he d- wears a diamond studded or you know at least a rhinestone studded uh, vest that just says Rico in the back,
1: <laughs> which is really funny because later on in the movie when uh, Moose talks to Hunter about it again, he calls it vampire hunters.
0: Does he? Yeah. I remember someone pointing that out, but I was I was like, "Ah, we're probably wrong. I wasn't paying too much attention." But all right. It's re- it's <laughs> I mean, even in when they show a clip of the movie Space Vampires, he's got a vest that says Rico and the lady calls him like Vigo or something. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. This movie doesn't give a shit. Or
1: maybe that's no. supposed to be part of the joke? I d- it's an attempt at a joke. Is what the best description I can give, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be really nice. I'm really trying here. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a total just me just destroying this movie. I am trying to be nice. It's just
0: really hard. (laughs) I know. So... But... So what what do you got what do you got so he wants to meet his favorite actor he buy he he's able to convince the shop to uh, shop uh, shopkeeper to give him a, a vest cause he was supposed to go to a, a, a gathering party that he was quote unquote invited to um and then the the shopkeeper's like well i'm gonna have him in here doing autographs he's like why didn't you tell me and all that shit um and then uh that's still my same john travolta voice as ever is It's just shrill uh <laughs> Uh, and so he has to buy a book. <laughs> he tells him only people who buy a book. And I'm checking receipts. He doesn't buy the book. He buys a vest from him, which I'm like, this seems like you've already fucked up step one, my dude. But no, he has the book in does his he? hand. I never see it. All right, yeah. so yeah, but he still wants to get the fucking vest, anyways. whatever. And so uh, we skip on to that. It turns out his invitation was Leia is a who's a paparazzi photographer. Is going to hoist him over the fence. Well, they were supposed to break the fence, but he didn't know what bolt clippers were, so he brought scissors, um, something like that. Uh, And so she hoists him over the fence instead. You know that was supposed to be a joke, right? The scissors thing?
1: Like, we were supposed to laugh at that moment.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like... I was like, are you trying to tell me Moose was playing a joke?
1: No. Like, that was supposed to be (laughs) a moment where you and I, as audience members, were supposed to
0: laugh, and it was dead quiet. (laughs) I gave it about as much respect as that joke deserved. I went past it very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so so she gets him in the party. Um, turns out Hunter Dunbar's not there. He makes of an ass of himself trying to, like, you know, talk with this other actress that he recognizes from shit. Um, they very politely kick him out i'll say like for the movie i was expecting like oh this is just gonna be like a real shit fest where it's just really mean and cruel and it is very mean and cruel it's a terrible (laughs) movie but like i was expecting they're gonna throw him on his ass beat it beat the shit out of him and then but no like the guy's like okay okay and like he's kind of throwing a scene because he does once again we show he doesn't quite get social cues um and then um they just lead him out and they don't let him back in um. So it goes back to Leah complaining that that, that actress was being a celeb as they call it. Yeah, that that
1: phrase, I guess. That was weird. That's just a weird, weird eh. name.
0: It's just, it seemed like just ed- edgy talk amongst these two friends. Because apparently he's friends with Leah. They seem like they're <sighs> friends, or at least they li- they care enough about each other.
1: Oh, you um, know what we should also
0: point out, Kaz? Yeah.
1: While Moose is being pulled away by security, he's shouting, like, you can't do this to me. I'm a fan. You need me, like, that type of, oh,
0: do we want type to of s- talk. Do we want to say where that line first appears in the movie?
1: Oh, my gosh, you're right. Oh, at, my at gosh. At the very
0: beginning of the movie, there's a line, in quotes, as you do when you're quoting something absolutely profound, Something so, like, wow, that's so thought-provoking. And what is it? Like, uh, I am an actor. I am nothing without my fans. There you go. I am nothing without my fans. And they're quoting Hunter Dunbar. And when we saw that at the beginning of the movie, I said... Who is that? Is that some kind of, like, actor or some kind of, like, weird, like, philosophy thing, bullshit? And before I could even pick up my phone to Google, you said, that's the name of the actor in this movie. I was like, what? And you're like, that's, and so I was like, they quoted themselves. They had the say, so like, We have such a profound fucking message statement that we're going to put it at the beginning and quote ourselves because we we're we so deep. So yeah, he gets kicked out, saying, <laughs> "Can't do this. I'm a fan." So that's that's the first reach around Fred Durst gives himself. <laughs> Can you give yourself a reach around? Are you reaching back? I don't know. Are you man. saying he's I'm putting his thumb it. up his ass?
1: Because
0: <laughs> that seems r- about <laughs> okay. right. No,
1: let's, let's let's
0: let's get away from this
1: talk. <laughs> back to this movie. Um, so we're introduced to Hunter Dunbar, and before you think to yourself. Well, this is probably, like, your typical B actor who has, like, <clears throat> just that kind of vibe of just, like, someone who can't catch their break and, like, just is probably frustrated like that. No. This is Hunter Dunbar, the guy who just released his book, is divorced or separated from his wife because he cheated on his wife with their maid. And the night of this book signing don't know just if that's so happens, she left. we find out. Ah, you can insinuate that's okay. why she left. And we also find out that at this book signing, this was the night he was supposed to watch their son because she had told him that she had a date and he definitely tries to manipulate her during this conversation to make her not only feel like she's in the right, but that he is still respecting her while getting what he wants In just the worst written way. It didn't make any sense. Mm. And she sees through the bullshit immediately. And it's like... So, no one in this movie is going to be redeemable. That is what we found out within 15 minutes of watching this hour and a half long movie. But
0: they don't even steer into him being full on just like the absolute worst? Because like anytime he interacts with his kid, he seems like a good... Dad, actually. He does love his son. And he cares about oral hygiene. He very
1: much. He makes sure. He's making sure that at his mom's house, he is brushing his teeth as well. The kid tells him that his mom doesn't make him brush his teeth as much. And he makes sure to let him know that's not okay. Brushing your teeth is important. So, plus one to Hunter Dunbar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He gets plus one. Now, let's count the minuses. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, first actually, track. I have one other plus. He let the gardener go home when it was raining. Yes, it was. That ra- was such a weird, just like in there. I was like, oh, we're going to. This is our way of showing he's an asshole, right? Because, like, yeah, the gardener's like, hey, can I head home early? Like, it's. Oh, because he was like, hey, yeah, like, supposedly the maid said someone came in. Uh, could you keep a lookout if you see anyone, call me. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And he's like, okay, hey, by the way, it's raining. Can I, like, head home early? And I was like, oh, they're going to show him being an asshole. He's going to like, hey, kind of finish your work, man. You know, like, do what you're here for. And then, yeah, you can go. Like, you make him seem like an asshole. But no, he's like, yeah, 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 head home early. That's fine. Yeah, it's like it's raining. You can't <laughs> finish your
1: work here. And it's just like, oh, okay. But also, okay. hey, hey, the only reason I think he allowed this was because he was distracted because... Uh, the maid told him that he, she had caught someone sneaking into the backyard of his house, which is moose, which we'll get into later. Yes. Um, yes. And so in her moment of weakness, really like breaking down, like he realizes something is wrong.
0: through is like, Hey, what's wrong? Like affectionately touches her shoulder. Wait, wait. Wait, before he believes her, she called and said, like, oh, yeah, how there was someone here. and Or she, she was telling him, how like, oh, someone is here. And he's like, oh, what? Oh, uh, That's crazy. And even though he at the time, he knew there was a stalker. He had met Moose, and he had seen Moose trying to, like, get into his place to give him a letter. And then afterwards, she talks about a stalker and how he was here, and uh, she was scared. Like, she was like, oh, I was so scared. And, but, like, you know, and all that stuff. And he was like, oh, well, just blowing it off. Like, seems like you scared and away. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Like just big kind of dismissive energy. And then all of a sudden she just starts breaking down. And that's when he's like, Oh, well, I guess I should take this seriously. So he
1: goes to her, <laughs> affectionately grabs her shoulder to bring her close, gives her a hug, like, it's okay, don't worry. Then in this moment, while this woman is crying about a potential, like assaulter breaking into this backyard. He kisses her and she breaks away and says, I've told you, I don't want to do that anymore. And so why I think he let the gardener go is because he looked out and noticed the gardener was there and that he might have
0: saw what happened. I guess so. I think I would believe the validity of that more if he would have like if he would have been the one to offer like, hey, by the way, why don't you, you know, it's raining. Why don't you head home? But the fact that it was brought up by the gardener, I think it's just once again i think it's just a weird shift in tone it just it's not consistent the, the movie's not consistent with its characterization or its plot or its tone yeah
1: I, I fully be- i just fully believe
0: the worst of these characters i guess so i i i, I don't believe in the movie making <laughs> i don't believe in the director <laughs> or cinematographer or any of that i just i don't believe in the crew more but anyway
1: let's 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 go back a little bit back to moose um so at that interaction between hunter dunbar and his ex-wife this was during the book signing and moose was literally the one at the table ready to get his stuff signed when hunter left yeah and so he was just like hey i love all of your stuff he did walk in on this conversation which was incredibly inappropriate but
0: apparently he just can't read these social cues yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna take that and we're gonna put that in the vague uh, notion of autism. Yeah, in that vague
1: box of John Travolta's character. Yeah, and then Hunter just gets mad. Like it's frustrating. It's just like you really want my autograph? Well, how about I sign my uh, sign your face with my fist because I don't think that's a autograph you want. He's just like, no, Mister Dunbar. And then Hunter leaves for the night and.
0: I think he said something like, That's a piece of memorabilia you don't want to take home. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like it's, really, it's an even Something worse really line. edgy, which I gotta say. Something so edgy the loving. guy playing Hunter Dunbar, it's a fucking weirdly written role and all that stuff. I actually don't think that the actor playing him is bad. No,
1: he to be honest, like Hunter Dunbar's actor and character is the part of the story I was more invested in just because I liked his performance better
0: yeah this is if I could throw any kind of brownie points at this movie for something it did right that actor is good it seems he's trying he is really trying yeah and
1: uh, what it does show through because so after that interaction uh, L- Moose talks to Leah who is a paparazzi photographer as we notice mm-hmm. and Leah Knowing who Moose is and how he is hyper fixated on Hunter Dunbar tells him that she uses a star map app to get her pictures. So she's able to see where every celebrity lives and even tells him about it. Yeah, because of course nothing can go wrong with that. Mm -hmm. So immediately the first thing he does is check if it's real and goes to Ben Affleck's house and then finds out James Franco lives about 15 minutes away from him. Yeah. Well. And just so you know that he went to Ben Affleck's house. It's like, did you know Ben Affleck has two pools? Meaning he was looking in on the grounds of Ben Affleck's house. And Leah's just laughing about it and giggling about it, not thinking anything's going to get out of control.
0: Yeah, cuz I think that's that's the kind of reassurance she wanted in the like, oh, he's just going to like look at funny little like info on on celebrities or find you know funny little things that he could figure out just by you know using this app so I think it was her looking for some kind of reassurance which Uh, just to make sure you knew that wasn't coming uh, we switched
1: to him then writing a letter to Hunter Dunbar explaining what Hunter did that he was sorry but what Hunter did was wrong and that he is a fan and that he is nothing without his fans and that he cannot be treated that way yeah, and that he wants to leave this letter at Hunter Dunbar's house to make sure he reads it.
0: Oh man! And then we're getting into the well, another fucking weird tone and ridiculous scene. He he goes to give him the letter. He's standing outside his house. He's like trying to like figure out a way to kind of get through the fence to kind of like drop it off. As Hunter Dunbar is going on his jog while his kids biking and shit. So he's, once again, being a upstanding dad going hang out with his son going out getting some exercise and shit um, yep, yep yep, by yep. the way hunter dunbar's fit as fuck so you know he he has some kind of working uh, workout regimen so you know he's he's keeping it tight um yeah he sees this guy by his face core everything looks great yeah wears these little jerseys and <laughs> so uh so he directs his Looking son ready to burst through any shirt like captain america exactly that's america's abs I think I don't know maybe he's Canadian. I don't know the guy. But uh, but, uh he sees he sees uh our boy moose there. I got to stop calling him our boy. I do not I do <laughs> I do not claim this Do man. not associate <laughs> any of these characters with us. It's a bad Please habit. Please do not do it's that. It's bad habit of me like referring to someone as our boy. Um uh, and he <laughs> keeps an eye on him while he tells his son to go inside. So his son goes, you know, through the gate, and he kind of keeps an eye on him, calls him out for stalking and shit because he recognizes him from uh, the book signing and telling him, I don't take letters here and all that shit, and he's trying to, like, you know, Moose is trying to state his case, but everything he's telling him, he's kind of shutting him down. Now I guess also, I don't know if he's not picking up on the social cues that he's talking to an autistic person that's never mm-hmm. made uh, clear whether or not he could tell. I assume he can. He just once again is it that he's an asshole and he doesn't care? or it's just he's very frustrated with the way the way his life is going yeah, and he's
1: right. uh, lashing out at moose so, because he needs an outlet.
0: Get to this weird scene where he grabs a marker from moose. And he says, all right, you want your autograph? And Moose holding out the letter. While well, we get, like, a dramatic, uh, dramatic, like, notes for our score as he stabs this marker into Moose. Moose even makes, like, kind of a gasp. And we all we all were just, like, "Was did he stab him? As he's, like, writing his fucking, like, signature in there. And I was just, like, just the dramaticness of the scene, the way it's presented, we're all, like, like, are we supposed to assume that like he stabbed him or he drew blood or something? No, it's just that was the moment I guess that Moose realized he was being disrespected. Like, what was that? <laughs> I I don't I don't know. I don't I know. even told you I was gonna stab you with a marker the next day to see if it made you like freak out. And I'm very happy to <laughs> report I was not stabbed with a marker today. So,
1: here's the thing though. Yeah, <laughs> he did that. But Moose still wants to drop off this letter. And he
0: yeah. he tries it again. Well, we may need to talk a bit about the other plot going on with Moose before we can get to what happens when he drops off the letter.
1: Oh, no. Oh,
0: wait. We're talking about when he first actually sneaks in and drops off the letter and she freaks uh, – she she uh, scares him off, right? Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Are we going into the next time? The
1: next yeah, time. but what's the other plot you want to talk about? I'm
0: going to, talk about, to talk about Todd the God. I'm going to talk about Todd the God and the Bobby costume. Because uh, apparently uh, Moose <laughs> works uh, on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, ho- San- Hollywood Boulevard? Santa Monica Boulevard? He One works those? on the Star Walk. Oh. There you go. Uh <laughs> And, yeah, there you got a bunch of people doing, like, weird shenanigans, magic tricks, it seems. Or some people do, like, uh, impersonations, stuff like that. So all he does is just put on a Bobby costume and then just pretend to be British. I don't know why. His British accent is probably as good as mine, which is to say not <laughs> at all. Um <laughs> You want to you you give know, it to us right now? Wanna, it, I mean, it's it just it's just saying the cliche Cockney things when you just go, oi, dare governor, you know, that kind of bullshit. is <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> flawless.
0: Calling people bruv, stuff like that. <laughs> I don't think he calls anyone bruv. Uh, <laughs> you know, asking um,
1: people if they want to take pictures with him.
0: Yeah, and they show that he gets, like, meager pay from that. You know, some people, I guess pity him and and you know get something um but then we got Todd the God who's some kind of bullshit like Chris Angel type magician he's just some ripped meathead dude and basically yeah he just like puts nails in his fucking nose and while people are distracted uh some punk goes around and like starts taking money out of people's wallets because I mean his magic trick is kind of lame it's just Oh shit, did that guy actually hear? oh okay, no, it's just special effects, I guess. That's all it is.
1: Oh yeah, that's what that guy does. He pick pockets. I was wondering what his point and then like he antagonizes Todd too to make it seem like they're not together. Then they'll meet up and they start exchanging all the money.
0: Yeah, and it's obvious that what they're doing. Um but uh yeah, they after after each time they do that, they go and they kind of pick on Todd, a little oh, sorry, pick on uh, Moose a little bit. And I think at one time because I think the second time they do it, uh, a security guard named Dick comes in afterwards and and chews off uh uh Todd and his little lackey and he tells Moose like, "You should stick up for yourself, man. You can't let guys like that bully. I can't wait for the day that you fight back." Which is well-intentioned. It's you know, it's like you see the little the little guy pick getting picked on. Who's like, you know, uh, he doesn't deserve it. He's being he's being accosted by these jackasses. So it his heart's in the right place, but we get to this, this the scene where um, Moose comes back to wait Hunter Dunbar's place.
1: But but wait, on his way back from getting mm-hmm. that stab wound. He still wants to give yeah. this letter to him. He's, he still is not picking up that, like, you should yeah. just cut your losses. Mm-hmm. This is not going to happen. He wants this autographed. What what happens the second time he visits again?
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to explain it. Now you're going to put it on me, huh? Okay. First time he visits, he gets he gets confronted by a hunter. He stabs him with the thing. The second time is where the maid shoots him off. That's right. I thought we're going into the third time where he goes to drop off the letter.
1: Yeah. So he goes to drop off the letter, gets uh, in the backyard again, is trying to find a way to drop this letter so Hunter will get it. When the maid comes out well, with like... Wait, what?
0: puts He puts the letter down on, on the floor in a, in a certain tile or a spot, and then he's about to leave. Mm-hmm. And the letter is meant for Hunter Dunbar. But the maid comes out, sees the letter, and she's about to pick it up. To which he starts coming at her going, like, don't read that, don't read that, that's fun. And him just running at her going, don't read that. She starts freaking the fuck out. She's got this little, like, dusting little, like, long sleeve thing, I think, that you use for, like, dusting the floors or something. And she's just whacking him with it. Just freaking out because, like, there's this man shouting and running at her. So... As she's
1: whacking him, telling him to leave, like go, uh, he's telling her to stop, stop hitting me, stop doing this, and then forcibly pushes her away,
0: to which she trips over and
1: bashes the back of her head against a birdbath. You keep
0: saying forcibly pushes away. I think he punched
1: her. No, his hands were out. I've made sure. Okay, because like. It's like. But it's a weird thing because it looks like he punched. Like he pushes her, like up from, like, the chin?
0: Because it's like, yeah, when they show her on the ground, her, like, I know her nose is bleeding because of the head wound, but, like, her around her, like, nose is all bruised and shit. Yeah, like,
1: there's bruising on her cheeks and everything. So, yeah, she falls over, hits her head, instant fatality. And so there's blood all over her nose. Her eyes are completely lifeless. And Moose is just going back and forth, like, Oh, oh, geez, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a nosebleed. That's a nosebleed. Yeah, that's bad. I've gotten a nosebleed before. Then realizes the house is open and just leaves her.
0: We go from that weird explanation to like him just, or that weird little freak out to like, oh, he's just wandering in the house and like a kid in a candy store looking around like, oh my God, he's looking at the things on the wall. He's playing the piano for whatever reason. I'm in Hunter
1: Dunbar's house.
0: I'm going to. Takes pictures. Yeah, I'm going to try to go through this a little because, quicker because we also have to talk about some things. But yeah, takes pictures, looks at the fridge. Fridge has no know. ice cream. So poor Hunter's kid. I forgot his name. Dylan? Dennis? Something? Anyways, no ice cream. That's a sad freezer. Uh, starts, like, just going through his stuff. I think he even brushes his teeth with, like, I I want to say it's the son's toothbrush. He picks, he picks a toothbrush. He starts brushing his teeth. It from. might be.
1: He Oh, he goes through one of Hunter's jars of food with his finger and, like, eats it a few times.
0: Yeah, and that's a jar they showed earlier that Hunter was eating. I feel like that was going to be, like, a weird thing that was going to come back. There was, like, Chekhov's, like, I don't know, uh, honey? Chekhov's jar. <laughs> Chekhov's jar of <laughs> jam. <laughs> of Like, some sort of, like, hemp seed jam. Yeah, but it never comes up. So, yeah, he's going around the house... Enjoying his time in in, in Hunter's house, and I think does he fall asleep or does he fall asleep later? He he, either way. He 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 hears them coming in because Hunter Dunbar comes back to his house, and so as he's getting ready for his house, you don't know where Moose is, and we get like this like weird scene of like. Hunter's like, you know, like uh, walking through one of the rooms and in the background of like a room that's like completely dark, you see the silhouette of like moose just doing like this fucking like grinch kind of like sneak across the room. <laughs> I'm in your house. Yeah. And then we show Hunter um going through his closet he's getting a blazer to like you know get a get a jacket out to go out or something like that while when he opens it up moose is just in there behind the jackets very clearly visible but i guess only to us because hunter doesn't see him he's on the phone with a buddy or something like that and be like yeah man kiss the maid again (laughs) (laughs) i gotta wonder like how often is this man is this is this his friend on the other I was like, oh bro, we've been over this man why, dude, he's why are you kissing st- the maids kissing maids, bro, so that was oddly funny. I think it was supposed to I hope I'm, it's probably not supposed to. anyways, uh we go, we show him like I think he eventually takes off the jacket, decides he's not gonna go anywhere goes to like uh goes to tell his son to brush his teeth, he's brushing his teeth, that's where he get the whole like, Clearly, he cares about you know his son taking care of himself. Make you know tells him to brush his teeth and wants his mom wants to brush his teeth when he's with his mom and not him. Um, which that's why I think it was his son's toothbrush because I think that was the whole reason of showing that is so we could have like a gross out like oh god that's the one that Moose used or some shit. Uh, then he tucks in his son and we get a shot under his son's bed as fucking Hunter Dunbar is like reaching for one of the toys to like pull in for some reason, to show that, I guess, he was there now. just mm, that Moose was there. Yeah, to show that Moose was underneath the bed. Uh, because, I don't know, I feel like in another movie, this would be played for comedy. Like, oh, the the crook who snuck in is so incompetent, and he keeps hiding in places where they're going or where they are. Uh, but, I don't know, it, it didn't come off as <laughs> <very> funny, so... <laughs> And then, yeah, I think we just, we will, I'll lead us into the scene where Hunter Dunbar is, pa- he tucked in his kid and he's passed out after, I guess, a couple of beers. Oh, and remember, um, he takes sleeping pills two for sleeping and one for insomnia. Oh, that's right. And one for insomnia. That's right. And then he's asleep on his dad chair, recliner, whatever. Oh, did
1: you go over the fact that after you know, the whole uh, Blazer incident, Hunter falls asleep on the couch watching his home videos?
0: Oh, I didn't. yeah he oh wait moose Moose was watching hunter's home videos
1: or moose moose falls asleep after coming out of the closet after getting caught is on the couch with hunter's personal camera watching their home videos like of a very intimate moment between him and his ex-wife while she was pregnant with their kid and then he almost gets caught again
0: (laughs) so while while our boy hunter gotta stop saying our boy uh, it's, we're stop. almost done it won't go away uh, <laughs> while he's oh, uh, passed out Moose decides to get some selfies where he takes a picture of him standing next to him he gives Hunter a little kiss on the a little smooch on the forehead which is very very disturbing um, and takes a selfie of that oh make sure to get a picture yeah, of ta- too yeah he gets a selfie of that accidentally drops his phone on Hunter's chest stirs a little bit but then nothing happens yep yep And then credits, right? (laughs) No. Our fan got his
1: selfies. Because he leaves. They wake up. No one goes into the backyard, by the way. The body is still in the backyard. Uh, They leave. And in the car, as Hunter's driving his son, is just like, hey, is it cool if I put on some music? He's just like, this is what I used to listen to. Puts on a Limp Bizkit song. Definitely B-side Limp Biscuit. No one knows what song this is unless you're a true (laughs) Limp Biscuit fan. And just trying to connect with sons, like, yeah, isn't this hardcore? Like, isn't this so awesome? Like, isn't this song so great? There you go, Limp Biscuit. And And
0: then uh, runs. Wonderful (laughs) actor of a child was like, yeah, Dad. And we get some cool B-roll of them very stillly sitting in the car listening to lim- this limp biscuit song this kid seems to be not on like some sort of heavy like narcotic
1: the entire movie because they are so <laughs> just dead the entire movie just like yeah that's fine not as much uh-huh. as you do dad
0: yeah. Like, no I mean, uh, emotion from this child whatsoever. No one's no one's head banging into this Limp Biscuit song. They don't even remark on it afterwards, where like the kid's like, yeah, dad, that was cool, <laughs> or that was great, or something like that. No. Reaction. It's just, they they just
1: sit there quietly listening to it. And then they run into Moose again, who is just uh, leaving their home that he spent the entire night in. And that's when. He's like,
0: I thought I told you not to hang out around. Oh, here. first,
1: he speeds up. The car about right before he's going to ram him and then brakes. So he's right there Mm. and then runs out to to threaten him and calls him a stalker. That is when
0: Moose finally snaps
1: and screams, I am not a stalker.
0: I'm a fan.
1: So what happens with Todd the God then, Kaz? Your favorite character.
0: What happens here, actually? How do we get from point A to point B?
1: On his way back from this interaction with Hunter... He is crying. He is upset. Todd mm. calls him out to, again, convince him to help rob people as he's doing his act. Mm. And they would cut him in. He says he doesn't want to do it. So Todd calls him a pussy. And then talks about how, like, you, why he would, like, you're just, like, someone who'd rather stalk your favorite celebrity. And Moose snaps and straight up starts wow. strangling Todd in an alleyway, screaming, I am not a stalker, as Todd mm-hmm. is freaking out. And he finally lets go, stops what he's doing, and uh, Todd like starts gasping. He's just like, whatever, man, you're not even worth it. Like You're such a loser. And the security guard who was talking Moose up comes and sees that, He's just like, Moose! And he's just like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. And he's just like, No, Moose, I'm proud of you. That's what you need to do to stick up for yourself. Don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to stick up for yourself. (sighs) Sometimes you wish you could go back in time and take some words away. Who would have thought that sticking up for yourself was one of them? Yeah. (sighs) So, after a few nights of uh, contemplation and anger, and rage and screaming at Hunter Dunbar movies, saying that anyone can do that because he's just a liar and it's all acting no matter what he does in his yeah. life.
0: Oh, can I also put one thing? Cause I'm going to bring this up again later. Um, <laughs> When he oh, is upset goodness. with Todd, he tells him because, you know, Hunt, uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Moose is such a horror fan. He tells him, I wish Freddy Krueger were here to chop off your head and it would spill onto the street and everyone would see it. And I'm like, that's not what Freddy Krueger does. (laughs) He gets horrific deaths, sure, but he usually doesn't strive for an audience. It's usually just in your dreams, but whatever.
1: And he shouts this out, so the security guard probably heard that and still is just like, good job, Moose. Yeah. You did it. No issues here. So, he decides it's time to prove his point. So, Hunter Dunbar wakes up in the middle of the night, roped to his bed with uh, a gag of paper towels in his mouth, looking over. Which he's able to just spit out. He's able to spit out without an issue. Then starts going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, as he sees Moose. Dead next to him with a knife next to him looking like it was a suicide next to his favorite actor.
0: And you just call him a dumb motherfucker, or something like that, as you do, whatever. And <sighs> we get the this next time where, where Moose picks up or he gets up from the ground, you know, showing, oh look, it's fake, all that stuff, and he goes like <laughs> game over. Game over. I jigsawed you. I'm like That's still not how that movie goes. (laughs) You did not earn that reference. You did not earn that reference. The only comparison is there was a dead body that wasn't a dead body in there. And then
1: he even comes in with a Jason Voorhees ski mask with a fake knife with that, eh, 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 and Hunter's screaming, and he's just like, He takes off the mask, and he's just laughing at him, like, ha, 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 I fooled Hunter Dunbar. I fooled you. I'm a better actor than Hunter Dunbar, as Hunter Dunbar is straight up losing his mind. And he actually does, like, stab him a little bit. Like, he's like, oh, shit, there's
0: actual blood. Like, oops. Oops. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh, before this happened, by the way, uh... Leah confronted Moose because she saw that Moose has been posting all of these photos he's taken in Hunter's home, including mm. the kiss on the forehead, on mm. his social media. She's like, yeah, yeah, I used your Star Map app. No, I only told you about that Star Map app. I did not tell you to use it. This was not my idea. Don't yes, you, you did. dare yes, tell you anybody did. I told yes, you to you use did. this. <laughs> immediately trying to cover her grounds so yeah leah sucks we all knew that
0: anyway back to the fact that and and then and then they then they 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 make up by flipping each other the bird and getting mad at each other no actually i think that's when she eventually just like couldn't take it she just leaves oh yeah she
1: leaves she leaves yeah. and so let's get back to you know
0: moose proving her wrong by fake kidnapping a man in his own house mm-hmm. uh and so yeah he um Kind of tells him everything on his mind and all that stuff. What's his name? Um, Hunter Dunbar's like, hey, dude, whatever you want. Just like, you know, don't hurt my kid. Just don't hurt my kid. And he's like, why would I ever hurt your kid? Like, why would you say that? And you'd be like, I don't know. He doesn't know you. You're, you're you're scary enough to tie him to a fucking bed. It seems like a reasonable request. So he's just like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go make some sandwiches. Yeah. and. That's not the important part. Let's get to like where him trying to convince him to, to like let him go. What part
1: of this movie is important, Kaz? Can you answer that first? None of it, but I'm trying, <laughs> like, we still need to do our
0: ranking system, That's man. That's true.
1: All right, all right, all right. Push us there.
0: So eventually he tries to convince him to let him go, and he says, all right, here's like a thing that us actors do. It's like, what is it, projecting or something? Uh, and so it's like, yeah, it's like projecting or something like that. And so he like has him imagine, like, close your eyes. Hey, you know, like we're you know we're all gonna hang out together. We're gonna hang out together. We're gonna like go out to eat. And he said, I forgot the name of the place, but he was like, Yeah, we'll go to this place. He said, Yeah, yeah, man. I'll have my I'll have my guy pull some strings. We'll, we'll do that. Whatever. We'll go. We'll have lots of fun, me and You just me and you. We'll hang we can, out. We can
1: have. Uh, he was we'll, like, We'll have we'll have milkshakes. Like <gasps> we can have strawberry milkshake. Of, we'll, we'll, we'll of course, of we'll course, strawberry milkshake.
0: Chocolate cream. ice cream. And he's like, Strawberry ice cream oh yeah man whatever you want whatever. and as he's doing this explanation talking about how they're going to hang out they're going to be friends and we have this weird like change in like the, the camera filter like things are having kind of like a weird like unreal red hue or something mm-hmm. um, yeah fucking like moose is like leaning in and like hugging him while he's tied up and he's just like and like you know once again the guy playing Hunter Dunbar just like fucking giving it all for what he has to work with he's like what? Oh, I just wanted to do the whole. Don't forget that he re- he reiterates the quote from the beginning. <gasps> oh, that's thank you, Nan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like I. I he's like I'm. I'm nothing without without my fans. Whatever stuff like that. And so we have that little sesh He tells him, "All right, now can can you untie me? Let me go. We we can go. We can go hang out. We'll go do this. Whatever." So he unties. Uh, he unties his hand. Uh, both his hands. Uh, and before he could do anything else. Hunter goes for, like, a gun that he has, like, I don't know, was it above his head? Oh, no, no, he goes and he headbutts him. He headbutts Moose, and Moose knocked back, freaked the fuck out, while he's, like, kind of stunned by that. He reaches for, like, a gun that I think is either, was it, like, below his pillow, or was it, like, above his, or like, under the bed, something. It was or, some, like, some sort yeah. of gun he's, thing in his bed. He just reaches for a, gu- a shotgun that he has to his side. Fucking shoots off Moose's fingers. They're just gone, like, obliterated. You don't see what happened. They're just... He's got a hand missing fingers now. Moose is screaming and um, crying. Moose is freaked cry. the fuck out. He go uh, and yeah, this uh, hunter also reaches for, like, a fucking, like, big old bowie knife that he has. I think he stabs Moose once. In the eye. Kicks, a, starts kicking him. He stabs him once, I think, and then he, like, fucking, like, kicks him down, like, some stairs. Like, he's just, like, toying with... It, it gets weird, because, like, the tone looks like... Because like, you see silhouetted, like, you know, Moose is falling down the stairs. And you see, like, silhouetted in the background, like, the fucking, like... Uh, uh, Dunbar has, like, a fucking knife, and he's just silhouetted. And he's just, like, very slowly stalking him, like a weird, like, slasher of, like, uh, you know, hunting their prey kind of thing. It's just so weird. And then, like, yeah, he starts kicking the shit out of him some more. Fucking uh turns him around has the gun again, shoots on both sides of his face that deafens him, so he's holding his ears and he's crying horrifically. This fucking movie is cruel as shit, and then he goes for, like, another stab, stabs him stabs him in the eye, just the eye, I guess. And so he's holding his eye, he's screaming, he's crying, and then and there, Dunbar realizes, like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like, I just maimed the shit out of this guy. And so he has, like, a kind of realization of, like, this doesn't feel good, I guess, to do, or I shouldn't be doing this. I feel so nauseous right now. Puts the fucking knife and gun down to the side. And tells him to leave. And he starts bandaging up his his hand for him. While Moose is still crying, and he starts leading him out the door, and he said, Go. I won't call the cops. Just leave. I don't ever want to see you again. So, Moose
1: leaves as Hunter has an emotional breakdown, silently falling to uh, the floor against the wall, blood covering his shirt, and as Moose is walking down the star walk, people are calling out to him to take pictures with him because they think it is the most incredible movie makeup, yeah. and he is basking in the attention of all of these people. He doesn't seem to be basking. He
0: seems really just confused. And scared. He smiles a little bit, I saw. It didn't seem like it to me. I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think that's just how his face... Like, you know how some people, when they start crying, they look like... Like, their their cheeks are pulled back, so it kind of looks like a smile, but I don't I don't think that's what they're going for. I'm not going to rewatch it to find out. Leah
1: then, somehow, driving down Hollywood or Starwalk, recognizes Moose in this moment out of all these people, stops, sees him is oh. freaked out.
0: Somehow runs into him in all of fucking L.A.
1: How? And <laughs> runs up to him and is just like, are you okay? Like, like, what happened to you? Like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. Like, let's go. It's going to be fine. Like, just like softly talking to him. And this is when we get a voiceover about how uh, Moose is unbreakable mm. and Hunter is a survivor, but the person she's most worried about is the maid. Because the maid's body is still in the backyard. So the cops show up and arrest Hunter Dunbar for the murder of the maid, thus doing no police work at all, and just,
0: the movie ends. Which, I like, I know what you, do, you just glossed over the no police work, but, like, any amount of investigative work... This None this man whatsoever. also Ever. has rights and like could did he stick to his promise of like I won't tell the cops anything? Did he decide I guess I'll just take the fall for this because my career is over. I'm going to prison. This is because it because I told him I would. Or did he? Would did he try? And the police were like, yeah, you know, what are the odds, and uh, Mister Mister Hollywood man? Like did and just decide to take him in anyways? There's also the fact that he looks fucked up. Stab wounds. He looks fucked up. He probably probably has, like, you know, indentations from his wrist. He got stabbed in the chest a little bit. There's someone else's fingers somewhere in his house and blood. Moose's social media shows that
1: he's been sneaking into Hunter's house for days.
0: And giving sneaking little kisses.
1: Like, any sort of police work would show Hunter did not kill this person, but no. We are supposed to believe that Hunter takes the fall for the death of the maid only because the public probably knows he uh, got divorced or separated from his wife because he cheated on her with the maid. And that's it. Investigation
0: does not exist. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the fanatic. There you go. At the end, I asked if there was anything after the credits, and you kind of scrubbed over real quick on the video, and you're like, nah. Apparently, uh, before the credits hit. Don't tell me there's a one little blurb that says in memory of Bill Paxton. Okay. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to explain another scene. And I got, a, I, I was like, I had read that and I was like, why I, what? And it turns out the, uh, part of, um, Hunter Dunbar was originally wrote and, written for Bill Paxton. And then of course he died. So he couldn't play the character. And apparently that, little thief that was working with Todd the God, apparently is Bill Paxton's son. So they got him in it, and then they just said, well, that's enough. We can just say this is in memory of Bill Paxton. I guess that's the minimum requirements. It's so weird. This movie is terrible. Please don't ever watch this. I mean, like,
1: if you want to try it because you don't think we're serious, sure, but please take it seriously. There is no reason to watch this movie. I... Like, I... Let's, let's, before we jump into the ranking system,
0: Kaz, so did you like it? No, I didn't. I didn't like this movie. I don't blame you. I didn't have a good time. I, when we finished it, I called it the Phil Bad movie of the year (laughs) of 2019. (laughs) Everyone's terrible. Everyone's an awful person. And it's just so cruel to actors, to fans, to people with autism. I... I I agree with you 100%. Apparently people who do your landscaping or work in your house. I Do you like this movie? No, I did not like this movie.
1: Guys, you have to understand when when Kaz and I watch these movies, we watch them, we we stay on the Discord to call a little bit, plan out the posters we're going to use, and we have a little bit of a conversation before, usually like I'm the one that heads off so because I am I usually have work early the next morning. When this movie ended and we made sure there was no end credit scene, I immediately switched to the Goofy movie, and we watched the Goofy movie in all of its entirety just to feel something again.
0: I've never seen the Goofy movie before that, and I got to say that was fun. <laughs> we will get to that on a later date. We'll have to rewatch that movie. But anyway, let's jump into oh, this ranking oh, before system. before we talk about the ranking system, I did want to mention, because oh, I, I wanted to do a little bit of, like, I looked up interviews and stuff like that, and I looked up things, and I'm going to put a disclaimer out there, me and you are both neurotypical people, we don't have autism, we don't have, I don't have any experience with people with autism or working with that. That is, that is a good point to make. Other than doing a little bit of teaching aid, we, we're making fun of this movie, we don't want to come off as disrespectful for people with autism. Uh, we, I also said when starting this movie, I don't think Fred Durst could write autism respectfully, and I don't think John Travolta can play autism respectfully. And as I mentioned, I think they just kind of reached and grabbed for like th- symptoms and or things that they associate with autism, and that was their scattergun approach to it. So, with that said, there just seemed to be no no respectable research. With that said, uh, I do to really make sure in my research on looking up what people <laughs> maybe thought of this movie. I did stumble upon a YouTuber. Um, Her channel is called Jess Pruim. Pruim? She apparently uh, markets her video as I with autism saw the fanatic. Or I, a person with autism, saw the fanatic. And she actually describes it as a comedy she says she gets real big kicks out of this movie because it is so far from reality and so incredibly stupid. And if you watch her video, it is an absolute great takedown of this fucking movie. <laughs> like, she calls, like, the director out, and she calls John Travolta's portrayal out for being just absolute dumb, absolutely dumb, and she just says <laughs> it makes her laugh. And so I'm just going to give a little shout-out to her channel. I think that was a great review of the movie. Yeah. Check if, you,
1: yeah, because honestly, she, if she can make you laugh in this one, she is well worth the so. watch already. Cause I, I got nothing for you guys here. I got no jokes. This is just a bad movie. Yeah. And like, like he said, like we aren't even like, we're not, we don't want to come off as offensive. I'm just coming at you as someone who watches a lot of movies regularly. This is not a good movie. This yeah. is just not a good no. movie. Like, no no one – well, okay, I don't want to say that because there are obviously people that are going to enjoy this movie. There's
0: always someone that enjoys a bad movie. Yes, yeah. I enjoy a lot of bad movies. The majority of people will most likely not like this I enjoy movie. a lot of bad movies, and this movie was just a bunch of bad feels and little redeeming quality at all. The few positives are the things that I was able to say during this, and those aren't enough. They weren't enough. Mm-hmm. They didn't make me say, "Oh, you know, you know, watch it. It is bad. It doesn't. It's not necessarily like funny bad. Or it's definitely not funny bad. But like, eh, you might get some. No, those aren't enough for enjoyment. It's, it's just, it's, it's so fucking. It was a slog to get through. So now we go through the biggest slog of all. Uh, let's get the easy part out of the way. So if we go over our March of Marchevolta Madness bracket. It is Urban Cowboy versus Two of a Kind, which is the worst movie. Uh, Urban Cowboy
1: versus Two of a Kind? I think this is going to shock you, Kaz. Yeah.
0: But I think it's Urban Cowboy. By a country mile. <laughs> By a Texas country mile. Boy, is it Urban Cowboy. Uh, I, before we...
1: Look, um, Ur- yeah. Urban Cowboy is a movie that was a cultural icon in the 80s, and that shows... But now, today's standards. When you watch this movie, this is not okay. And I don't care if you try to tell me, well, it was a different time. This was still not acceptable behavior. <laughs> I don't care what time. Like, sorry, I don't like that excuse. Yeah. But urban, but two of a kind. Even though it is bad, I had a great time watching that movie with Kaz and then weird and Rob,
0: that it was like it
1: was so strange, so fucking weird. And, The fact that we came up with just, like, that (laughs) erotic fan fiction between Charlie and Beasley was just beautiful. Yeah. It was
0: gorgeous. And there was edible sunglasses.
1: (laughs) And there was edible sunglasses. And I respected that choice. All right.
0: So, on the other side of our bracket, what do we got? Battlefield Earth versus The Fanatic. Which was the worst movie? Look, let me think about this for
1: a little bit, okay? It was The Fanatic. It was The Fanatic. There was no question oh, about yeah? it. Look, Battlefield Earth, like, <laughs> unless it's a drinking game, by itself, is a boring movie. There's a lot of Dutch angles. My neck hurt at the end it's of it. Bland. And the main character's name is Johnny Goodboy yes. Tyler.
0: This we, we, movie, we, though, The Fanatic? We, we also established that Battlefield Earth is basically just Invaders in fan fiction.
1: It's basically Invaders in fan fiction. Basically, Ron L. Hubbard wrote Invaders in before Invaders Zim in came out. So... <laughs> hmm the fanatic though legitimately made me nauseous watching yes i could not well, believe
0: what we were watching we've already given our our thoughts to what we think about the fanatic for this whole fucking hour i don't want to talk more yeah. about the, so, the, the thoughts so before about the we fanatic. get to the real uh, noodle scratcher of a fucking final choice so which one was the best one then between two of a kind and battlefield earth since those are our that is so hard man. Is that, i've been thinking about this that... all day actually it kind of because like the,
1: both movies though even though they were bad movies i still enjoyed watching them with you yeah because like remember like even though we're talking about the edible sunglasses when i'll see when, when i see you at work or like after the call like well we'll jump on and just be like do you want lunch <laughs> do you want lunch <laughs> And also, like, we serve
0: alcohol, so we get to be everyone's friendly bartender. Well, everyone's friendly bartender. <laughs> who d- who gets his head chopped off? So that's awkward. Ah, uh, shit, man! You're oh yeah, and calling each other rat brain—that's fun. <laughs> rat or gre- you're a greener. Yeah, so I call you greener. You call me rat brain. It feels like it's a little uneven, but whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because mine is like an optimistic name about thinking about like how the grass could always be greener.
0: And you're just rat brain. And it had that <laughs> guy from uh, Judge Dredd who's just constantly like anytime he's thread, he's like, oh, 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 <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I get a kick out of that guy. He's great. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a close
1: margin just because of like company included in this. But I think two of a kind just does take the winner for me on this one because of the fan fiction between Charlie and Beasley. That was probably one of my favorite conversations we've had for this podcast. And I will always believe that is what went on, that it was really all like what really fell apart between the relationship was the corruption of the Beatles and how it led to both (laughs) John Lennon and the Yoko Ono experience and Paul McCartney with wings. And no one was
0: happy because of it. Yeah. And... I will say, uh, unless it's a drinking game and you can afford a neck brace the next week, I would have more fun watching Two of a Kind in all of its fucking insane glory with, pe- uh, with other people than I would uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Which we agree. All four of these movies, all four of these movies, not something you watch on your own for your own enjoyment. You don't watch any of these alone. In some of these movies, you just never watch. No. <laughs> never watch any of these movies by yourself. Never do All it. All right. So now we get to the real, real hard part. We both agree. Two of a kind. Two of a kind. The best of the worst of John Travolta, I guess. There you go. Movie you got the here. you got the gold medal of terrible best, movies.
1: Good best, for you, two of a kind. Best
0: best, best pile of shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Polished turd award. There you go. Uh, so now, which is the worst? which wins the bracket of worst John Travolta movie? Is it urban cowboy or the fanatic? okay okay
1: this is this is this is a good question because the fanatic was terrible.
0: it was horrible. Urban cowboy was two hours of country music, yes, and I don't like country music that's the that's the big thing that makes it really hard for me <laughs> <laughs> so the the big question between the two is which movie
1: would you be able to at least watch a second time?
0: With Urban Cowboy, I'm going to be miserable and complaining and bitchy the whole time. <laughs> but I'll be able to point out some fun things like Aunt Kareem and Uncle Bob. Those are fun. The dumb bull riding bullshit. Wow, this kind of happens in Texas parts. Yeah, that's real things that I could point out. Those are things that I could say, like, "Hey, look, isn't this, this fucking goofy?" But I have to sit my ass through these fucking like awful things, and then I get to like kind of cover my fucking like hand, my face in my hand, as the fucking uh domestic assault scenes happen. I'm just like, yeah, this is also. But here's yeah. the thing: Do you actually? Uh... I like that
1: you brought this up, that like showing this to someone because now it's a better question of which movie would you be able to show to someone else? And I would rather sit through Urban Cowboy again with someone who'd never seen it before than show someone the fanatic because I never, ever want to lose an hour and a half of my life again like this. I would rather lose two hours of my life listening to just country music and dealing with this terrible plot than having to watch an hour and a half of this movie again because it is the worst type of movie in which all it's trying to do is just make you feel bad. And it does it terribly.
0: It is just god awful and offensive in any way. Yeah. And. Once again, if, if someone if I'm watching Urban Cabo with someone and they hate country music, we can both revel and groan together. And be like, oh, this fucking like again. Or if they love country music, they'll enjoy my misery. I'm just like, I fucking this shit again. So that's something that either you share. Take a shot every time you hear "Looking yeah. for Love." Um, in the fanatic, I can't think of a single like if if I sit someone down and watch it and be like. You tell them, like, okay, yeah. if I even try to prepare them, like, yeah, it's misery. It's just a bunch of misery um, uh, fucking happening in the movie, and we're just here for it. We're just going to watch, sit through it, and let it happen. Um, there's not a single point where, like, you know, someone's going to point out, and we're going to, like, have a joke or laugh about something. Maybe the fact that, like, they listen to Limp Biscuit in the movie and it falls fucking flat as shit. That could be the only thing. Other than that, it's just, they're just like, oh, man, that fucking happened. All I could do is look at them and go, yeah, yeah, I know it sucks. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the
1: fanatic is just going to be silent hour and a half of just the person you're showing this to, angrily asking if this is real. At least with Urban Cowboy, there's going to be a few moments of both people really laughing because they cannot believe this exists.
0: Yeah. So.
1: So I think that's why Urban Cowboy just barely
0: misses out on worst movie. And we give it to the fanatic. Don't don't phrase it that way. Phrase it this way: that just barely the fanatic proves itself to be the worst movie. (laughs) (laughs) Are we saving the? Are we saving
1: urban cowboy or making the fanatic? No, the the fact that you (laughs) would say like
0: that just barely makes it better. No, don't say anything's better. Say something is worse. (laughs) The phrasing matters. (laughs) Thank you, Kaz.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So. I think it is. I think we are both unanimous here. Our bracket goes: best movie of March Travolta Madness, two of a Kind," starring John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Worst movie of March Travolta Madness, "The Fanatic," starring John Travolta with the duo writing directing of Fred Durst. There you go. <sighs> and with that, Kaz, guess what? We're
0: free. We're,
1: We're free. free it's smart travolta Sup- madness is We're over watch superman, superman is next week I don't,
0: it doesn't even matter if superman's good or not <laughs> it doesn't anything without john travolta right now would oh, make me so happy oh, fuck, dude he's got a canoe I- in it no just kidding <laughs>
1: oh i was about to fucking lose it dude i'm not kidding i was going to fucking lose my mind oh my god please i cannot wait like superman superman save me please i know your ending is terrible even though i've never seen you before just save me save me from these last four weeks of absolute hell (laughs) it's written uh, it's weird that like two of a kind was like a shining moment in this month for like a brief second, and then
0: it was just back into darkness. It's it's like in The Descent <laughs> when she's like so close to the end. There's a mountain of like weird uh, uh, rocks she has to climb. She's surrounded. Everything's going to kill her, and there's just that like one light coming from up there. If you go by the real ending, she doesn't make it out. But that light had a little bit of hope at least for a few seconds. <laughs> that's how you use a horror movie analogy god damn it god damn it Kaz. let's wrap this up everybody this has
1: been so did you like it this has been the end of march revolt of madness uh if you want to see what kaz is doing uh off the podcast visit twitch.tv slash second respawn the channel we are streaming on right now Great, uh, great duo of brothers, variety streamers, going through Elden Ring. They have a challenge right now. They make it enough. We're going to see some uh, two people trying to play Super Mario Sunshine at the same time. Uh, and you can follow them at Twitter second underscore respawn. Uh, my name is Sir Square, and you can find me at Twitch.tv/sirsquaren. I do a lot of D and D as well as just variety. Been really into Elden Ring with the rest of the world. And you can find me on Twitter, at SirSquaren. We always do these podcasts every Friday. And Kaz, guess what? Yes? This is our 10th episode. Yay! <laughs> We're in the double digits. So, so glad the that, fanatic was the one, huh? Yeah, I know. We really just... <laughs> Did not plan this out right, but with that, um, would really mean a lot to us if you guys would if you guys like the show and you like when it comes out on all other formats, including Spotify, Amazon uh, Music, and Stitcher. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you share it with anybody that might enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, do you have anything you want to
0: shout out, or do you want to tell them uh, what's what's in store for the next month? I just want to say the following week after Superman, we're looking into getting a special guest. Want to make sure everything's for sure before we do any further announcements. Uh, But we are looking for some pretty
1: exciting stuff. So right now, it looks like we are doing Superman next week. Hmm. Kaz is showing me this movie for the first time. Very excited. We will not announce the guest, but uh, the potential movie we are watching is The Prince of Egypt. Uh, After that, we are going to be checking out August Rush. And then the last two movies of April are going to be Romeo plus Juliet with, yeah. <laughs> with Leonardo DiCaprio. Hell yeah! And Guy Ritchie <laughs> redeems himself with Snatch. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Kaz, do you have any final words to say before trying to we think close of the out? Sign off. I couldn't come up with. Um, uh, uh, don't worry, I got your back.
1: This is a shout out to the greatest moment of this entire month. Everybody pop them titties Damn, and have a good night all the movies
0: <laughs> i was trying to think i was like uh, i don't know e- eat some fried chicken uh, pop them titties get some lunch uh, and be quick I, or, I don't have time i have to poo i don't know <laughs>